join us on this Hard Knocks episode where we focus on the reality of the road to success. The old saying holds true, no pain, no gain. All warriors must go through a forging process, which includes pain. Our special guest today is Phil Labonte, who is the lead singer of the popular heavy metal band, All That Remains. Using his warrior mindset, Phil has overcome obstacles in his life which have made him stronger. His music is loud, powerful, and very thought-provoking, and he's touched millions of fans throughout the globe. Get inspired and learn to embrace challenges in your life. Use these painful situations to help you grow from the inside out. Stand by. up a warrior my brothers welcome back to the man of war podcast and my name is rafa conde and i am your host i'm also the man that's going to take you from being an average man to a modern day warrior first off i want to say thank you for your overwhelming support you guys have absolutely stepped it up we just released the uh, man of war swag shop bunch of different t-shirts hoodies we've literally sold hundreds over the last couple of weeks that just shows me the overwhelming support and i want to say thank you all right usually i'm not into selling shit in these podcasts because that's what it's not about it's about getting you on the right path right it's getting you taking that first step forward by the way if you hear my voice a little scratchy it's because i have a cold i'm trying to fight this throat thing through should be good for the next one but uh i'm still doing it still moving forward shit happens you just have to overcome it now this is kind of important because we are trending higher, not only on iTunes, but also in Stitcher and in Spreaker. We are literally moving up and SoundCloud. We're also doing the same. SoundCloud's a little funny, a little funky, but for the most part, we are trending higher every single week because of you. What I need you guys to do here is go to iTunes, leave us a review on the podcast section. Very, very simple. The new app right now is super simple. It takes about two minutes. That's the only thing that I ask from you. I know that there's a bunch of you out there that just want the free, free, free stuff, and that's fine. Even if you don't want to spend a penny on anything to support this podcast, that's fine. But at the very, very least, go out there and give us a review. Just give us that courtesy, right? I mean, I know that I've reviewed hundreds of podcasts because if I'm getting good information from these podcasts and i'm getting good content i'm going to leave a good positive review all right so uh, with that said for you brothers that are really looking to step up to that next level and really transform yourself check out the online warrior development program right now the academy itself is badass we have over 225 members currently and growing every single week all right, check it out at forgingawarrior.com. And basically what I'm going to do here is I'm going to give you two weeks for free, 14 days for free. If you want to cancel it at any time, just send us an email and we'll cancel it. Not a freaking big deal. Look, we're here to transform men that want to step up to that next level. They want to go from average to being a warrior-minded individual. This is what this movement is about. And if you don't know that by now, 
then you need to switch over and listen to another podcast because this is strictly what we preach day in and day out. Warrior mindset, the strength, right? The strength of spirit. And more importantly, confidence. We're looking for that confidence, right? Integrity, honor. Our virtues need to be strengthened. Our The way that we live our life needs to be stronger, all right, and we do this by following the way of the warrior, the path of the warrior, walking on that warrior's path. All right, also Instagram, we are at at man of war with two R's. Give us a follow. And of course, check out the website for anything that you need here as far as show notes, back episodes. We have it all really pretty for you. You can just click on each episode, check out the show notes. It's very, very simple. Manofwar.live. Finally, if you have not done so already, go grab your free warrior manual at forgingawarrior.com forward slash manual. And Let's get right into this. We're going to rock and roll hard, man. This guy's going to impress you. He's going to motivate you. He's going to inspire you. All right, listen up. Phil Labonte, welcome to the Man of War podcast, my brother. It is an absolute honor to have you on. Thank you, Rafi. How you doing? I am doing just phenomenal, man. We were talking before the podcast here, before we started recording, and uh, you're a man that has a lot of passion in his words, and we're going to dive deep into this podcast today. What I want to know, first of all, is who you are and what you're about, especially for my audience that might not know you. Uh, my name is Philip Labonte. Uh, I sing for a band called All That Remains uh, as my day job. Um, I guess if if I had to say what I'm about, uh, I'm about individuals taking charge of their life and taking responsibility for that life and uh, and conquering goals to the best of their ability and understanding that the biggest obstacle that you usually face is yourself and your mindset. Awesome, man. Love it. Love it. So you're all about accountability, right? About that. Absolutely. Awesome. Love it. All right. So. Tell us a little bit about how you got started, especially in, in, in the music field and, and what it took from there. Was it something that when you were younger, you had passion for music or you just kind of guided yourself to uh, being a, uh, a singer? Well, I, I came from the underground death metal scene. Um, I was into the most extreme music that I could get my hands on as a, as a kid growing up. Um, I started with things like Iron Maiden and Metallica and then I discovered death metal like Candle Corpse, uh, Entombed, Grave, a lot of European death metal bands. Um, and I was always looking for the, the, the next most extreme thing. And that was, that was my MO for a lot of years. I started playing guitar because my parents wouldn't get me drums, and I thanked them every day for that. <laughs> <laughs> Drummers get no respect, and they have to lug all the furniture around. I'm glad I'm not a drummer. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah... It, I started playing guitar and I played guitar and did some backup vocals in a, in a, a death metal band when I was a teenager. I got into a band called Shadows Fall. Um, you know, I think 1995 is when I joined the band, maybe 96 and did that for a couple of years. And then I started All That Remains. And initially I only started All That Remains because I wanted to just play guitar again. When I got into Shadows Fall, I was, I was the singer. And I just wanted to play play some guitar again and write riffs. Uh, they were looking for, they were looking to go a different route um, musically than I was, and so all that remains became my uh, 
my big thing. And there's one thing that I want to remark about um, with that. They they asked me to leave, and I think that was one of the most formative things about being determined for me uh, in my life. Uh, if I think that if if I hadn't been asked to leave that band and kicked out. Uh, I wouldn't be the man that I am. I wouldn't be as successful as I am with all that remains. All that remains wouldn't have had, you know, wouldn't have this 20 year history that we have now. Um, so uh, I guess I kind of want to point that out because, you know, we talk a little bit about determination and about mindset and stuff. And for the most part, for the most part, failure is the biggest, is the best teacher or, or being told that you can't do something is, is the best, the best way to, motivate people to really to really strive and achieve um and i i definitely credit to being told that i wasn't good enough to be in the band as the impetus to be like oh yeah let me show you something <laughs> hell yeah hell so, yeah i'm all about that are you part of writing songs also do you do you write music yep. okay yeah i so, write all i write all the lyrics and, and i write i write i do write some guitar still I, I play guitar a little bit still but i i write all the lyrics and vocals and stuff cool so when you sit down and you are writing, tell me how that process works. So I guess when I'm writing lyrics, uh, I try to focus on things that I'm experienced with, uh, things that I've gone through. I'm not, there are some writers out there that can take a period in history and craft a, a great story that, that engages you. And for me personally, I don't think that I am at my best when I'm trying to do things like that. I think I'm at my best when I'm relating something that I've gone through or something that's personal, something that's real, to, that's really happened in my life. So a lot of my a lot of my lyrics are about not allowing someone else to dictate what your ability is, uh, what where, what your limits are, um, not giving in to people that will try to hold you back, which there are plenty of people out there that will for no other reason than they don't have the intestinal fortitude to try. They'll try to hold you back and want to see you fail just because they don't want to see other people succeed because it makes them feel less of themselves. Um, and that's, that's a big obstacle that a lot of people struggle with. And I understand that it is a struggle. Not everybody is born with that, with the attitude of I can do this, but you can build that attitude. You can, you can build up the, the, strength of will necessary to overcome obstacles. So that's one of the things that I try to make sure that I can really articulate in, uh, in songs as well as, you know, emotional stuff of relationship stuff that, that everybody goes through as well. So th those are the things that I try to focus on most is uh, things that I've experienced and the best way to relate that to someone who might've experienced it as well. So do you write any type of motivational and inspirational lyrics that, that sure. just, you know, throughout your time, you just, you get it out there? Yeah, there, there's, there's one song that, that stands out in particular. There was a record that we put out called The Fall of Ideals, which is it, people that know all that remains are definitely familiar with that, that record. There's a song on it called uh, The Air That I Breathe, and, and there's this mantra in it that just says, I will not relent. And a lot of times the difference between uh, failure and success is, is whether or not you quit. Hey, my brothers, just a quick break in the action. Don't forget to grab your T-shirts, your hoodies, 
and some cool gear that's coming out here at manofwarswag.com. That's manofwarswag.com. Show the world that you are a man of war. Now back to the episode. If you quit, then you're definitely not going not gonna to succeed. But just because you failed once, if you keep going and you get up and keep working and keep pushing towards your goal, then, you know, eventually you're going to get there. And if you, even if you don't get to the, to the highest peak, you'll get to, you'll achieve far more than you believed that you could before you picked yourself up and, and brushed yourself off and decided to, to give it another shot. So do you believe that music can inspire someone, help someone out through a difficult time you know, get someone energized. Do you believe that music carries that weight? With every fiber of my being. <laughs> um, people come up to me all the time, and uh, especially a lot of a lot of military guys come up and they'll they'll be like, "Dude, we'll put on this and this before we go out." You know, when I was in Iraq or when I was in Afghanistan, we'd put on this this song or this album before we go outside the wire, and and we were always jamming to your stuff, man. Just get getting your head right and just making sure that we're gonna go out there and. And just you know, crush the enemy and, and and achieve the goal or accomplish the mission or however they word it. And that's a big deal to me. That's a very humbling thing to think that, you know, a song that I wrote, sitting in you know in a practice space or sitting in my bed at home, uh, trying to relate my struggles in life. Uh, that's that someone that's out, you know, out in a different country going through life and death struggles can can take the words that i came up with and give them and it gives them the motivation and 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 the extra oomph to really go out there and and give it their all that's that's a humbling and and an awesome 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 gift that i've i've been given so the guys in your band i mean do you guys typically agree on what song you're going to put out or you're more of the, of the leader or hey you believe that what you're writing is is this is going to happen or do you kind of sit in a table you know round table i'm, I'm just visualizing this and say yeah this <laughs> song we're going to make it happen <laughs> uh when it comes to the band is a democracy but I get extra votes is probably the best way to say it. Uh, there you go. You know, it is my band and I started it. Um, so that does hold, hold weight. Uh, but I don't like to, I'm not the guy that wants to, uh, an unhappy crew. I don't want people in the band to be unhappy being in the band. So it, if I don't have a strong feeling or strong opinion about something, I'll defer. And I defer frequently because there's not, when it comes to, be when it comes to creating something like you know music it, it is art and it, there is um there is the the you know beauty in the eye of the beholder or however you want to phrase it and so what someone else feels strongly about if i don't have a strong feeling about it then i'll just be like yeah dude whatever you know i mean i it, i'm only one opinion and if you feel like something else would be a you know a different song is better or or a different doing the song a different way is better and i don't feel strongly enough to to you know, to stand on that hill, then, you know, by all means, go ahead, because I, I'm not saying that I know the mind of every listener out there. I, I can't know that. So it is a, it is a democracy and everyone's say is important, but there are, are times when I'll have to, I've had to say, no, we're going to do this and this is why. So, and I, and also I, I always have a good reason. Like, I don't just tell the guys, Hey, we're doing this, like it or not. It's always like, look, this is what I'm thinking. This is what our goal is. 
this is the way that seems to me the best to achieve that goal. This is what I want to do. Are you guys on board? And uh, I mean, almost every single time they're like, yeah, okay, it makes sense. So. So switching hats real quick here from music now to mindset. And we start talking about the warrior mindset, the mindset that gives gets you over obstacles, gets you over challenges. How do you use your mindset to kind of take you through, you know, day by day and then into concert day? Well, it, it, it's just you don't stop. There, there's no there's no finish. There's no done. It, it's it's every day. You have to work just as hard as you did yesterday. So there's there's no point where you've achieved enough. Uh, I mean, as long as Metallica is out there, there's always more stuff that we could do as a band. You know, as long as there's there's right, these, right. these gigantic iconic bands that that everyone's familiar with, there's always more work to do. As long as there's someone out there that doesn't know who All That Remains is, then there's some shows that we got to play, and there's there's a place that that we could go ahead and play our music and and perform for someone. So, it's that constant opportunity to bring the stuff that we do to new people that that really drives us. Um, and I do really look at it like an opportunity. Every day is another chance for someone else to hear the band. Every day is another chance for someone else to to come to see us play or whatever so i really look at it like you know it, it's it's always every day is another another gift where i'm 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 fortunate enough to be able to do what i love so now when you go on stage um and, and you're using your warrior mindset and you're basically just you know focused on singing i imagine the crowd must be pumping you up tremendous amount of energy I imagine that after a show like that, you're pretty much depleted, huh? Yeah, I, I, I so I quit drinking uh, booze about a year and change ago, and even 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 when I was drinking, I, we'd get done and and that was it for the day. I wasn't the guy that was going out to party and stuff. I wasn't going out and and socializing after the show. I, I was exhausted, you know, or I am exhausted. I've you know put it all out there, and usually I'm just like, all right. Time to, to refuel. I'll grab a, a meal at the end of the night and and uh, hit the rack so that way I can you know be my best the next day. Um, plus, with the bar scene and with the, in the music scene, if I go out after the show as a singer, it causes problems with my with my voice and and it'll put too much strain on on my voice. So I have to make sure that I'm careful about too much indulgence. I guess is the best way to say it. <laughs> I gotcha. And. So, what's the largest arena that you've that you've uh, sang in and performed in? Um, we've played some festivals in Europe, like Rock'em Ring and Rock'em Park, and they have an attendance of you know over the weekend they have att attendances of like a hundred thousand, but wow, they're not they're not all watching you at the same time. So we've probably played to twenty thousand people. Um, there's a band called Five Finger Death Punch that's out there that uh, I had to fill in for. A little over a year ago, and those shows we were playing ten to fifteen thousand people, I think. So, you know, in the the five digits is is where I've maxed out. I haven't I haven't played anything that's larger awesome. than you know fifteen twenty thousand. But that's 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 impressive, and and to oh, see yeah. to see that many people looking back at you and knowing that 
you're the center of attention with that many eyeballs focused on you. It's it's an awe-inspiring uh, um, responsibility, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. No doubt. So you said you stopped drinking, and uh, I mean, I see you're a fit guy. You're into fitness. So talk to me a little bit about your fitness regimen and and your diet to you know keep going the way you're going. For me, diet's the hardest part. I've never been a, a person that's food motivated. There's a lot of people that, you know, they just can't wait to get to dinner. They can't wait for their next meal or they can't wait for this. For me, I have to schedule and plan or else I'll forget. I'll get distracted doing something and I'll, uh, and I'll miss meals that way. So um, if I'm in a, on a regiment where I'm trying to gain weight, like last year I was trying to put on some, some muscle and, and so I was really, really regimented about making sure that I ate every two to three hours. I made sure that my you know, meals were really clean. I was, I was eating tons of chicken and rice and, and all the boring things you hear about bodybuilders eating. Uh, I'm not really in a bulking phase right now, so I'm a little more lax on it. But I mean, I right. always, I go to the, before I go to the gym in the morning and I go to the gym in the morning, I'm one of those guys that likes to get up in the morning and, and go do it. Uh, I don't like to lay around in bed. I, usually I wake up between 5.30 and 6.30 and I'll be you know out the door by, by 7 at the latest, 7.30. Um, so I, I'll, get, I'll get a meal in before I go to the gym and usually it's, it's something high in fat, carbs, and just as many calories as I can shove in for, for uh, the first meal. Go to the gym, do my thing, come home, some kind of shake and then a meal and then some kind of snack, like something small a few hours after that, you know, even if it's, a, uh, you know, just a couple slices of, uh, of deli meat and, and some kind of vegetable or, or, or whatever, but something that's not, not a really substantial meal. And then I'll have a, um, um, uh, dinner that's usually again, vegetables and, ground beef or vegetables and chicken. Uh, sometimes I'll have rice, but I try to try to keep my carbs a little on the low side in the evening. Um, my, my one indulgence that, that I have not been able to kick yet is I drink a lot of Red Bull. So that's a lot of carbs in it. So I try and keep my, my food, my regular food carb intake fairly low because I'm drinking too more, far more sugar than I should. And probably even more than I'd admit to. <laughs> <laughs> So what motivates you in life? I mean, what inspires you truly? You know, not to get too too in depth with that, but uh, I, I, I went through a divorce last year. And there was a long time last year where I was having a, a hard time figuring out what I'm supposed to do. You know, when you go through that kind of big life change and all the plans that you thought you had – are gone and you don't have, <clears throat> excuse me, and you don't have those plans anymore. Uh, it can be a real shock, you know, and, uh, and it can be difficult to, to come up with a new, I guess, for lack of a better term, plan for life. Um, so I think family is important. Uh, if you, if you have family, you should, you should make sure that you have, you spend time with them, make sure that you are in contact with them because the, your family is going to be, what's going to really help you get through those, those trying personal times. Uh, I think that having a schedule where you get up every morning, I think that's important. Even if it's not in the morning, like say you're a night owl and you get up every day at 11, get up every day at 11, get up at the same time and, and have some kind of schedule because I think people, most people 
really kind of need that and and they tend to be more productive which tends to make people happier if they have a regular schedule um and as for for just an overarching thing i mean the band is has been the the thing that i do for like i said about 20 years now so that's always always been kind of the the light on the hill that i'm i'm striving for i can't I can't quantify what exactly I'm striving for, for the band, but always to better things for the band and to, to push forward that kind of, <clears throat> that kind of momentum that, that brings new opportunities and stuff to you. So who was your mentor growing up? Did you have one? My father, I was really fortunate that, uh, I had a, a really good man who was my dad. He, and my, my parents, were together up until my father passed away in 2000. Um, and we didn't have one of those relationships where we had a lot of things in common. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of guys that talk about how, how they had a really good relationship with their father and they would do things with their father. <clears throat> I didn't have the, uh, I didn't have a lot of the same interests. My father wasn't a musician. He was a guy that went out and, you know, worked and worked on, he was a contractor. So he'd go out and drive machines or go and, and dig uh, sewer mains for the city or, or stuff like that. But the, you know, when he came home and when he was spending time with us, <clears throat> excuse me, he really, he really taught me all the important things and he didn't do it by sitting down and lecturing me. He did it by demonstration. I know how to treat a woman with respect and properly because I watched my father treat my mother with respect and properly. Awesome. Love that. Yeah. You know, I know that you shouldn't look to the government to take care of you because my father never looked to the government to take care of me. And he, and he wasn't the guy that was preaching these things. He did it every day. He lived it. And I think that's far more impactful than the father that sits down and tries to tell his kid something. Because when you're a teenager, your father's not going to be able to tell you anything. <laughs> you know, like oh, I'm living everything. that. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... So it's the demonstrations and the living of what he believed that really impacted me. And I think that that's the greatest gift that I've been given in my whole life is, is my dad just being himself and, and loving my mom. I think the best thing that, that a man can do for, for, uh, for his kids, if, 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 you've got a, you know, if you've got a wife and kids, the best thing you can do for your kids is to love their mother. You know, put the mother first, so that way the kids see that the mother comes first, and the mother respects the father, and they respect each other. And I think that's the best the best family unit that 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 you got going. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, you know, the fact that your father led from the front. I mean, I Absolutely. believe, and we're going to kind of go down this road now. And I'm going to open the doors here. I believe that society nowadays is really lacking that. I believe that. Um, leadership in the household leading from the front it's an archaic ancient style of uh, having leadership and it's unfortunate because I believe like you said you learned how to treat women with respect you learned how to do things in your life by not so much by your father talking to you but more by him being an example yep absolutely the the example is the important part especially as teenagers are growing up or, or it seems to me as, as teenagers are growing up 
they have so many examples of what not to do. And there's very few examples of what you should do. And there's always forces and people that are trying to push against those kind of those kind of ideas that some people say are old fashioned. Well, they're old fashioned and and they they grew with human society. These things are, are cross cultures. So it, it, there's there's a phrase that you hear a lot, which is a, a social construct. And the idea that that a family is a social construct is demonstrably false because you see these these units, these family units across every culture in humanity. And you even see them into primates. You, you see them in, in chimpanzees and, and gorillas and stuff where or similar structures in primates. So that, that, that strongly implies that these ideas aren't ideas created by man. They're ideas that evolved with us as a species. Sure. And yes. So it, so it doesn't matter if, if you're a religious person or not. Personally, I'm not. But that doesn't take away from the value of what religion can teach, which is start with the family. Focus on your community. Focus on your neighborhood. Pay attention to those close to you. Those are your, those are your real support systems. So. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, you know, I've I've always been a believer that everything starts in the home. And uh, I mean, you could see it, uh, kids nowadays. You don't need to look too much farther than the parents to see why their kids are either a behaving uh, that way or why the child is having an issue, um, yep. you know, whether it be at school or whether it be at sporting events, whatever it might be. And, and that's, that's a problem. And I think that society yep. now, we must, as individuals that have this mindset, uh, we must kind of, you know, lay the foot down and say, hey, you know what, it, time is here to change. The time is here to change, yep. and we, we got to make that change. So... From a perspective of now, let's talk about society as a whole and where we're headed with the mentality of a lot of our society. And I've seen this change, man, I've seen this change over the last decade specifically where, you know, you, you know, for example, now the Boy Scouts are allowing girls in and uh, it, it, there's absolutely no, it, it almost gets to the point where they want, society wants to see no gender differences across the board. What's your take on that? Um, again, the idea that something like gender is a social construct, I think is demonstrably false. Um, the, there are people that are not going to fall into the normal category um, that you know your your average man or woman would fall into, and there's nothing wrong with that. People can live their lives how they want, but to try to use government to force. Uh, those kind of ideas onto people that that reject them, I think, is is wrong and bad. And I think that government's job sh isn't to dictate to society how society should be organized. I think society should dictate to government how government should be organized. It it, it shouldn't be top down. It should be from Agreed, the ground up. Of course, yes. you know, and 
And so when it comes to, you know, gender and and sexuality and stuff like that, those are th- I think sexuality should be taught in the home. I think parents need to take a more active role in teaching their kids in general. Um, and I understand that they can be to some people they can be awkward conversations and difficult conversations, but it's still something you have to you have to do, and it, it's part of your responsibility as a parent. Um, when it comes to you know you bring up the the we're probably both dancing around the uh, the trans issue and stuff i'm not the guy that wants to tell people how to live their lives you know you can you can live your life however you want but you don't get to tell me how i'm going to live my life and you sh- and i don't want i won't want a school or the public schools telling my kids things that are just not true because gender isn't a social construct gender is linked biologically to your to whether you're a male or a female uh, again I, that's not to try to marginalize the vast 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 majority of people that don't fall into the into the 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 gender binary like they as they like to call it I, I get, you can live your life how you want but to imply that that a man who is biologically male and feels male is wrong for that and that's somewhat the the overall vibe that you kind of get when you hear people talking that's wrong it's not wrong like if you're a guy and you feel like a guy and you're attracted to women that doesn't make you bad it doesn't make you weird and it doesn't make you evil and that's almost the that's almost the vibe that people in in uh in gender studies classes want to uh want to get across the the idea of toxic masculinity as as if masculinity is bad and i i don't care what anyone says masculinity is not bad masculinity is what builds built society you know Absolutely. It's, it's it's what what created all the amazing things that we have uh in the 21st century today uh, humans natural state is in poverty and it took masculine men with big ideas and big egos and a whole lot of gumption and a whole lot of you can't tell me I won't to build the society that we live in now. And and that goes Hell the yeah. same for you know, and it goes the same for nerds too. Like nerds that are that are computer geeks and stuff that those guys are building the future right now. So to tell them that they're wrong for wanting to sit behind their computer and and type away and figure out you know and and learn to code and and figure out those kind of problems that's a very masculine thing to do as much as it doesn't tie in with what people normally associate as masculine you know going out and cutting down trees or fixing cars or whatever sitting behind a computer and working on working on those kind of that kind of coding and having and learning about the the mathematics that that it takes those are things that are really inherently masculine those are things that men are interested in men are more interested in things women are more interested in people so to to slight those guys and you hear it all the time the neck beards the the kid the the nerds sitting behind their computer at home that just play video games and blah 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 those guys are the guys that that gave us the iphone those guys are the guys that are writing the blo- like writing blockchain tech blockchain code and and came up with cryptocurrency which is going to change the world those are the guys that gave us the internet those are the guys that gave us email those are the guys that gave us 
everything awesome in the 21st century. Sure. Yep. So, Agreed. so to, to marginalize them and, and try to make them feel bad for being masculine and being men, I, I, I think it's, it's disgusting. It's detrimental to society as a whole. Um, and I, I see nothing good coming of it at all. Take me back to a moment in time where all shit was fucked up for you, where you had to overcome a challenge, you had to overcome an obstacle, and you used your mindset to kind of spring you from that moment to where you are today. There are two that, that stick out in my mind, um, one, being the, one being when my father passed away. Um, I was in the middle of recording the first All That Remains record, and it really took a lot of, uh, it took about all I had at the time to not fall apart. And, and I have no brothers. I have a sister and, and it was, you know, four of us. There was my dad, my mom, my sister and me. Um, and I had to do my best to keep myself together, uh, you know, for my family. And that was a, a big learning experience on self-discipline. And also learning when it is okay to cry and, and express your emotions and, and let it out. There are times when it's okay, and there are times when it's not okay. And, and being able to delineate that, I think, is very important. So I learned a lot then. And I think that, you know, my divorce, like I said, that really had an impact on me too, though, where I really had to, you know, decide what I wanted to do. I was, I started drinking too much, the divorce happened, and, and I had a choice. I could either keep drinking and just lose myself in the bottle and, and risk my health and risk something stupid happening or whatever. Or I could say, all right, I'm done with this. I'm not going to let this, this, you know, this ruin me. And I said, I wasn't going to let it ruin me. And I stopped drinking. So there are going to be challenging times in your life where you are given an option. You can either continue doing what you're doing or you can grow and change. And the circumstances around you you probably can't control. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't fix my marriage. It, it just wasn't possible. And I couldn't bring my father back from the dead. It just wasn't possible. So my option was change the way that you're responding to the world around you. And, and I think that being able to recognize that is the first step in being able to overcome those kind of significant, dramatic, you know, uh, dramatic events in your life. So let, let's kind of dig deeper in here. So when you say, you know, kind of change the way you look at the world, I mean, give me an idea. What, what exactly are you referring to? Is it about the way that you start seeing things, that you interact with people, the way that you kind of start seeing yourself? At any point, did you have to take a look in the mirror and say, man, you know, I need to make a change? Yeah, yeah, the the drinking thing was was definitely one of the times where I had to really take stock and and try to figure out, you know, how much of the the failure of the marriage was, was my fault and how much you know, how much blame did I own? And I knew that it couldn't be just one-sided as much as I wanted it and wanted to say that it was um it, nothing no relationship is ever one-sided. Now there there can be a problem that is heavily weighted towards towards another person, but 
if you're not able to take stock of yourself and look at yourself and say, these are the things that I did wrong and these are the things that I need to change and these are the things that I need to fix moving forward, you'll end up in the same rut. You'll end up in the exact same spot. So the divorce was a, was a big a big growing time for me. And with your divorce and with your, your father passing, somehow, some way, you kind of found strength in that to kind of catapult you and continue moving forward. Do you think that that strengthened your core? It strengthened, you know, your 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 discipline, your your confidence, even for that matter, your courage. Uh, because when you overcome something so deep, there is something within you that just strengthens, right? It get, you get stronger. I want to know how it affected you, especially saying that you haven't, you know, you've been off the bottle for a while. That takes discipline, no doubt. Yeah, and I, thankfully, I wasn't. Um, I didn't experience significant physical dependency. Uh, when it comes to alcohol, I, when I stopped, I had a couple days where I was, you know, going through a real bad hangover and, and going through a bit of a, of, of alcohol withdrawal, but that, that was uh, very quick, you know, a couple days and it was, it was done. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I did, I did a couple times, you know, fall off the wagon um, it was like two or three times last year where some event would happen and I would let it get to me and I'd be like, uh, um, but, uh, I think that knowing how bad it can get, um, being on, you know, being drunk all the time or whatever, um, was, was really inspirational to not want to do that. <laughs> sure. Um, yep. So, yeah, I don't. I don't know that I can articulate exactly, you know, a, a, an answer that's going to be satisfying. Honestly, I, I, I just knew that I had to stop, and if I didn't, you know, my life was only going to get worse, and I, I did not want my life to get worse because I was at, you know, one of the lowest points that I'd ever been at in my life. So, I was determined to not make things i was determined to stop digging i guess you know they say if you're in a hole the first thing you want to do is stop digging and i was absolutely determined to stop making things worse and then from there you looked up and and you pushed yourself forward at times i could imagine because I, i've been in similar situations where you just got to take one step at a time. One daily yep. dose of positivity would carry you till that next day. And you kind of move up and forward. But the most important part here, uh, part here is that you took action, right? You took action and you yeah. finally fucking did it, right? You got out of the yeah. hole. You got out of the black hole. And I, I want to know, yeah. tell me about the best your 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 best success your happiest moment uh, that that shebang moment for you in your life um i think the one of the one of the highlights of my at least my professional career um i don't, I don't have any kids so i i can't say that oh you know the birth of my first child or whatever um i think 
the highlight of my professional career was probably the first time that we had a song get played on the radio and my friends uh, were telling. Actually, no, I take that back. The highlight of my professional career was was a few years ago when the New England Patriots were in the playoffs and <laughs> Tom Brady got a touchdown. I'm, this is probably going to upset people that are football fans that are not Patriots fans, but I'm from Massachusetts originally, mm-hmm. so uh, that's where it comes from. Tom Brady got a touchdown and on, you know, during the playoffs, they started playing one of our songs as the music for the the replay and I couldn't oh, believe wow. it. And I was wow. like, I was like, that's, that's my band. That's the, that's our biggest song. That was our, the, our song and it had gone number one. And, uh, and they were playing it right after it wasn't just any touchdown. It was a touchdown that Tom got in the, in the, in the playoffs. And I was, I was pretty, pretty excited about that. Other than that, I think that the highlight of my, my career was, was the first time that we had a song get on the radio because we started, like I said, as a, as a really underground heavy band and to come from there with significant resistance to bands coming from the underground and getting commercial success, uh, to, to be able to break through and, and then have a song that actually gets played on the radio was, it was a really big deal. And then following it up with, you know, multiple songs that got played on the radio, multiple top tens and, and songs that charted and stuff was a really big deal. So Damn, that's awesome. Especially in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You, you had no, you, you just great. heard it and you were like, damn, this is my song right here. It's yeah. This shit. That's awesome. Actually, I was, I was driving home and I was listening to the game on the, in the car and, and I heard the, the touchdown. I was like, oh, that's great and stuff, but they don't play the, they don't play the same music on the radio that they do on TV. And my phone starts blowing up and my buddy's like, dude, da da da. I'm like, what? I was like, I was like, record it. And he's like, I was like, are you recording? It? And I was like, is a DVR on? He's like, yes. I'm like, film it and, and send it to me. And so he took a little video and, and sent it to me while I was driving home. So it was, I was impressed. I was quite pleased. Damn. That's awesome. So you have a, uh, I see that you, your Instagram, you have a nice chunk of followers there. I mean, wh- what do you mm-hmm. use? I mean, between your social media accounts, what do you use that for ultimately? I mean, do you really want to connect with your tribe, your followers, your people? Yeah, yeah, I I am very active on Instagram. Um, I used Instagram for the past year to keep me accountable at going to the gym, to be honest with you. I, I started going to the gym in like January of last year after the uh, after we separated. And I said to my followers, I was like, look, I'm going to start putting up pictures every time I make it to the gym. Just a picture of me at the gym. Just so that way, if you guys notice that it's been a couple days since since you've seen me put up a picture, make sure you call me out, keep me accountable. And then, so it started as just something to, where I was basically asking for help, you know, help me keep my head on straight, help me stay accountable, I wanna do this. And within just a couple, you know, a couple months, people were telling me, you've helped me stay accountable, Phil. Phil, thank you, you've done, you've done for me what you were asking us to do, and then, I was like, well, now I can't stop. I can't stop. I can't let these guys down. I can't. I can't let these guys think that I've quit. You know, I have to make sure that they know that I'm still in there every, you know, every day or or multiple times a week out there getting it. So, um, it, it it's a great relationship, even though I, you know, I I don't know 
I don't know my followers personally. We got there's like thirty thousand or something like that. But to to be able to reach out and and touch people like that and have them reach back is uh, humbling and and it's awesome. And I have a, a Patreon that I I have for a little bit of extra uh, extra content. Like I'll make behind the scenes videos and and the people hear demos that we're doing on the Patreon um, and Twitter. I use. Mostly, I use for shit posting and for for uh, for <laughs> for talking smack about politics. Because there's still there's still that there's still that internet guy that that shit poster in me that I can't quite get rid of even at 43. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Good stuff. All right. So, give me something that my followers could take to the bank, and just a tip or something that you feel has helped you out in your life to get through challenges and build yourself up? Uh, I, I really think that perseverance is the most important thing. You know, if you go out and you, you know, you get it up and you put the effort in and, and do the work every day, then you will never feel like you let yourself down. You, you may not, again, you may not achieve, uh, you know, the highest peak, but, the struggle is the is the important part. The journey is the important part. It, it, too many people focus on on a goal, and then when they reach the goal, they don't know what to do. And that I experienced that a little bit with with the band because when we started as a as a a heavy metal band underground that you know we never expected to even to ever have a a song that got played on the radio or to to play on some of these big festivals that we get to play and stuff. Um, you know. I, I didn't know what to do once we started achieving that. I was like, well, what else can we, I mean, what's next? I, I kind of feel like I've already overshot the goal that I started <laughs> with when I was a kid and I didn't even realize it. It, it just kind of right, just right. happened. You know, I, I just, and the reason that it, it, it happened is because I didn't stop. I just kept doing every single day, doing something that was going to help the band, whether it be writing stuff or coming up with lyrics or talking to management or, or, or whatever. Um, when the journey is the goal, the goals become secondary, you know, then they become, they become, you know, mile markers more than destinations. Sure. I think it's probably sure. a good way to describe it. And so I think that, that loving the journey is, is the, is something that more people need to do. Don't look so much at the goal as the end point look at it like mile markers because you're 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 gonna achieve that goal or whatever and then you're gonna wake up the next day and you're gonna be like well crap what do i do now but if you look at it like a mile marker then then the journey keeps going and the story continues so so look at your goals as i think you should look at your goals as stops along the way and the journey is the important part that's awesome. Very powerful stuff right there. All right, so let my listeners know where they can follow you on Instagram and your if you have a website, your uh, any new upcoming albums, anything like that. It's your time. Go ahead. All right. So uh, we will have a, all that remains. We'll have a record out this year. You can check out the band at uh, www.allthatremainsonline.com. Uh, if you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter. And I'm also on Instagram. Both of them are Phil That Remains. 
um, little play on the band name. Uh, and I have a Patreon that's patreon.com slash Phil that remains as well. And, and those are the best ways to get in touch with me. Um, I do, I do answer, uh, emails and I comment and I'm active. Uh, I don't guarantee anyone will get an answer, but, uh, it's, it's highly likely that, that, uh, that, that if you say something smart or say something funny or whatever, that I'll reply or whatever. So I'm, I'm pretty active out there. So Phil, that remains is the, is the best way to get in touch with me. Phil, man, it's been an absolute honor having you on. You're a very deep guy. Certainly there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of passion in you, man. And before we go, I'm going to ask you one question. All right. One question that I ask all my guests, and that is, what is your definition of a modern day warrior? I think it's determination. I think it's the it's the the will to continue despite what seem like insurmountable odds or despite everyone telling you you can't do it. Um, I've got some friends that uh, that are in the military that are in some of the uh, special forces kind of thing, and and every last one of them, they're not. They're not always bigger than me. They're not always taller than me. Sometimes they're they're my size and stuff. But every last one of them has the mindset of, I'm not going to stop. You're not going to beat me. I'm going to keep going. And I think if you have that mindset, that that's what it takes to be a warrior. That's what it takes to 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 win the battle of life. Beautiful. Love it, man. Love it. Listen, it's been a great honor to have you on. For our listeners, I'm going to go ahead and put all the uh, show notes and the links to uh, Phil's band and his IG and Twitter all on the show notes. So check that out. It's going to be at uh, manofwar.live forward slash M-O-W forward slash 68. All right, brother. Thank you for being on, man. And I'm definitely going to have you on again soon. All right, brother? Awesome. Thank you, Rafa. All right, take care of yourself. There you have it, a very powerful conversation with Phil Labonte. Gotta tell you, all right, this guy is legit. He practices what he preaches, and that is the most important aspect of any warrior-minded man. All right, you know, we always talk about putting things into action. It's great that you listen to podcasts. It's great that you read books. It's great that you watch YouTube videos, but you gotta put things into action. You got to put what you learn into action. All right, gentlemen, real quick, remember to leave us a review on iTunes. It'll really mean a lot to us. Also, visit our clothing shop at manofwarswag.com. And of course, don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram at manofwar with two R's. Until next time, your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest victory.